Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, April 6, 2022. I'm Broadway Video's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Hello, Grace Aki. You have been up for many an hour at this uh, point because you were traveling on Tuesday. How are you feeling? You doing okay? You keeping up? I am thriving on fumes right now <laughs> off of the recommendation that I'm only going to save until the very end of the show. So okay. that is what's keeping me moving that and everything bagel, uh, Dippin' Dots uh, banana split flavor, oh. uh, a corn dog from uh, my favorite H Mart in Atlanta, um, a K-Dog, if you will. And um, gosh, is there anything else? I've eaten a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're, it sounds like you've eaten quite a bit, which is always good when you go home for a little bit. So um, this is not in the news uh, section, but I wanted to mention, as longtime listeners know, I love all things So You Think You Can Dance, and they announced their new judging panel. Nigel Lithgow is not back. Um, Mary Murphy is not back. Cat uh, mm-hmm. Dealey is back as the host. And the judges, Twitch will be one yeah. of the judges, which is amazing. We love Twitch. Uh, but he, he will be joined by former Masked Singer contestant Jojo Siwa and everybody's favorite Broadway star turned fictional high school glee club teacher, Matthew Morrison. So... I guess I'm excited about that. Um, Someone posted something about this, by the way, and they were like, why Matthew Morrison? And I was like, guys, this is on Fox. Like, this is a Fox property. So was Glee. Like, of yeah. course, he's, at first he judged the, the children of McKinley High, and now he's going to be judging the children of the United States. <laughs> yes, yes, and some international. But, I mean, he's also, like, a legitimately wonderful dancer and musical theater performer. Say what you will about him, but, I mean, like, he he's pretty good like he did hairspray on broadway like he's he's no slouch like he knows what he's doing oh yeah he's an incredible talent and can i just say if any of you saw finding neverland in boston you know what i'm talking about jeremy jordan slapped anyways <laughs> oh okay all right, all right i was like i was like he didn't do it in boston what are you talking about i get you're you. not wrong <laughs> all right Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the news. And unfortunately, we have something a little disappointing to talk about to start off the show. And that is because on Tuesday, it was announced that the 2022 Tony winner for Best Musical, A Strange Loop, had to cancel its first preview performance coming up on Wednesday due to an outbreak of COVID in the company. Now, we don't know how far the outbreak reaches, but what they said is they are canceling Wednesday's preview performance in order to rehearse understudies so that the production can resume on Thursday. That is the expectation, at least. So hopefully that means that it's fairly isolated. Um, but the show is scheduled to begin previews now on Thursday at the Lyceum Theater. I know, I think she's a mutual friend, Ashley Hufford. Um, oh, yeah, she has like her whole apartment is decorated with your art. Um, yeah. Our mutual friend, Ashley Hufford, uh, had tickets and she was really upset about that. Um, Happy birthday, Ogie. Two years thriving. Uh, yes, exactly. So yeah. I just want to shut that up. <laughs> Not to be confused with Christopher uh, Fitzgerald. But yeah, so that's disappointing. I mean, I, I t- I've talked about it for the last couple episodes here, like between Macbeth and company, like things are starting to get hairier. And I don't know if this is the uh, Omicron B2 variant or just more people getting a little lax or more people traveling because it's spring. I, I don't know what it is, but I think we're going to have a little bit of a bumpy ride through the rest of this spring and potentially into the summer, Grace. I know. And and I know that we've had like this, the mandate lifted and all these 
things and like people are still um but you know broadway theaters till the end of the month are still going to be masked and um we just have to keep being aware of our community and i'm just gonna say this i know i've said it into the ground so our listeners are probably like please stop saying this uh but i just want to say again like as much as we want to support the performers that we want to see at the stage door please 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 give them space and right now just support them on social media you know send them a letter um now is not the time to get a selfie uh people need to stay uh safe and um well so this is please 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 <laughs> please yeah. beware and a lot of shows will let you like leave something to have it signed yeah, and you can come back later they have stuff that you can do like that but it is not a good time i i personally am not a huge fan of it ever being a good time to stage door but now is definitely not the time all right, Grace, let's move on to your favorite segment of this week and every week, last Ooh. week's Broadway grosses. Oh. So <laughs> you All thought right, I was going me. somewhere else, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, okay, so the top line numbers saw the main stem pick up seven new shows last week as a ton of, of new plays and musicals. Uh, started performances, and some only had two previews, and some had eight. In all, Broadway's 31 shows grossed $28,818,836 for an average of $929,639.87. While attendance did increase by roughly 23,000 audience members up to 224 k the overall capacity of Broadway fell from 89% the previous week to 85% last week. The Music Man continues to be the highest grossing show on the White Great White Way, coming in at $3,335,201. Next was wow. Hamilton at $2.29 million, Wicked at $1.74, Lion King at $1.64, and Cursed Child at $1.39. Rounding out the shows in the seven-figure club are, in descending order, Plaza Suite, Moulin Rouge, American Utopia, which it was its final week on Broadway and still is only play, was only playing six performances, so that's pretty impressive. Then there was six, followed by Funny Girl in its first seven-show week, MJ, Town, and Aladdin, with Book of Mormon just one premium ticket short of $1 million. As for shows in previews, the show that I'm still very sad that Grace has not yet seen, Mr. Saturday Night, did a serviceable 805K in six performances. So let's see if I, I didn't do this before. Let's pull out my calculator. 80805 divided by six times eight. Yeah, that would have put it over a million dollars if it had done a full eight performances. American Buffalo grossed 592,008 shows. Macbeth did 537,003 shows before it had to shut down. The Little Prince, mm. which is definitely a show that is currently running on Broadway that I completely did not forget about, grossed just <laughs> so shy of 300. The Broadway Theater! At the Broadway. It is playing on Broadway <laughs> at the Broadway. Yes, exactly. Um, it grossed uh, just shy of 300. 360,000 in six performances. Take Me Out and Birthday Candles were in the low 300s over eight performances. How I Learned to Drive was at 221K for six shows. The Minutes grossed 141K in two performances. And Bringing Up the Rear were for colored girls who had $101,000 on three performances, including your $20.22, Grace. And The Skin of Our Teeth, which was at, whew, this is this is rough, was at just shy of $60,000 total dollars over three performances. Now, normally I, you've heard me all say it, I'm a broken record that you shouldn't judge the grosses of plays, especially at not-for-profit not -profit houses, especially early in previews. But even that is, that's rough. That's, 
That's scary. Especially low. Yeah, especially at the Beaumont, which is gigantic. Um, at least, I mean, maybe not. It's I don't think like capacity wise, it's you know one of the bigger houses. It's I mean, it's on the upper end, but just yeah, the way yeah. it's laid out because like you can see the whole audience um, with that little bit of a three quarter thrust. Like it's uh, it's rough. Time in the season this has happened, Matt. Like, yeah. I, I think that there's something to be said about the fact that, like, first of all, uptown, there's so much happening, you know, in the heart of it, right? Um, mm-hmm. and not up there. But the the second thing it's is quiet that like, uptown. The, it's quiet. It's quiet. Um, but here's the thing, guys. Like, I have personally not seen that much press around this. I don't think that they've put a lot of budgeting into the marketing of this. I could be very wrong, um, but I've just not experienced a lot of it. So I, I'm sure that I am not the only one to say that that might be um, contributing to, to such a low number. And that's so unfortunate because, of course, I want to see the place thrive uh, just as much as, as these big musicals. And, and, you know, certainly we've got some very, very big ones right now. So, oh, bummer. Yeah, it, it really is a bummer, especially because it's such a weird show and an interesting concept and a first time much heralded off-Broadway director coming to Broadway. Um, it is kind of a weird situation. Um, it just feels like bad programming to me because yeah. like this is a show that was announced fairly late. And, and, you know, like you said, there hasn't been a ton of marketing around it. Like this is one that you have to if you're going to do this show. I feel like there's got to be some names behind it because otherwise it's going to be really tough to fill that theater. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to hopefully see it when I'm in town. It's it's definitely one that's towards the top of my list if I can make it happen. But anyway, speaking of shows um, that uh, were in previews last week, Paradise Square officially opened on Sunday. So it had seven previews and one official per- uh, performance. But because it had opened on Saturday, on Sunday, a ton of press and fa- f- friends and family were in there. So there was a lot of comps last week in addition to the wholesale papering that it has been doing throughout its whole run. So it grossed just $296,000 despite playing to 91% capacity. So um, that tells you that they are giving away tickets, um, discounting tickets in an effort. And I, I think this is the right thing to do. If you aren't selling tickets, you know, during previews, give away tickets, hope people can talk about how much they enjoy the show and the word of mouth can grow. We'll see what happens. The The reviews that I talked about the other day were mixed, but there was some definitely some positive things. Um, but that's so, also a consensus of the people besides the reviewers. Like, to be frank with you, yeah, I've been so watching 100%. it it's been It has been just as equally. I'll see someone absolutely like – I saw a girl on TikTok being like, this is – I was electrified. Like, the music, the dancing, which, of course, like, I agreed with as well. Like, the dancing. Uh, Bill T. Jones, we've talked about at length. Um, but uh, And then I'll see, like, literally a, the very – next TikTok being like, want to talk about the worst show. And I'm like, geez, like this is so it's it's so polarizing. Yeah. It's so interesting to me to watch. And um, I'm very curious to see uh, it on Broadway because I got to see it in Chicago. And um, yeah, you haven't seen this one yet, Matt. I have not. It is. Uh, I feel like even though I have some reservations about the content of the show and the producer of the show, like I feel like because of the Jakina Kolakongo of it all, like I feel like I have to see it um, because I think she's going to be one of if not the leading candidate for best actress in a musical this year so i feel like i can't miss that performance yeah i her she's just someone that we we at all costs must protect in the theater community um, she is just such a force and i can't wait for you to see her performance yeah because i did not see her in slave play because i didn't see it on broadway i saw it off broadway and she only joined for the broadway production so and you didn't see holler if you hear me i did not 
I, I mean, I would have loved to, but... Uh, and run long, so... <laughs> other than the skin of our teeth, Tina actually had the worst capacity last week, coming in at just 51.91% uh, capacity. That is starting to get into scary territory, Grace, because... For longer running shows like Tina and Dear Evan Hansen, which was down in like the 600s in terms of its um, if its grosses last week, as more shows open, they have to start making decisions as to how long they want to go. Now, I'm not I don't believe Tina has announced a uh, recruitment. Dear Evan Hansen has, obviously. So they're in different situations. But last week we we saw that like. We had this increase in audience, but the capacity dropped fairly significantly. So clearly there's an increased supply in terms of tickets as more shows open, more tickets are available, but that hasn't increased the demand to keep up with it. So will these people that are primarily the folks that were already coming, will they be spread out across the new shows, leaving shows like Tina and, and Dear Evan Hansen and you know other things like Chicago, which... Who knows? I hear rumors about Chicago closing like every other week, but it's going to run forever probably. Um, I want to see Pam. Stop, stop, pause. I really want to see Pam Anderson. Nothing wrong with that. I can't wait. And I don't know when that's going to be, but I have to see her soon. I have to know. Yeah, Continue. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know what these things are going to do, but it'll be really interesting. We're in a completely new, you know, landscape here with shows and how they want to decide to move forward. So we will yeah. see what happens. All right, uh, Grace, let's talk about some show and casting news. And let's start with a show that you and I uh, saw together. Uh, actually, not actually together. We didn't sit together, but we were there together. And this was the Spring Awakening reunion concert, the documentary that was built oh around god. that uh, that performance. Spring the Awakening. My legs froze. Oh my god! We stood outside for an hour and <laughs> a half. I swear to God, because you're gonna go into this, the HBO doc. I swear that there's going to be footage of me sitting in that box with a cane. I'm Could not be. joking. There are so many cameras. And I saw a couple like when they were, you know, painting across the stage. And I went, oh, no, if I'm in this, I swear. <laughs> You'll be there. You'll be there. If, you know, if they know what they're doing, they, they, they'll be those there. Those you've known. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Spring Awakening, colon, those you've known will be released uh, um, on uh, HBO on May 3rd. And it'll be available to stream on HBO Max. Um, this will be... Built around that Actors Fund performance that we saw in November of last year, but then it'll also have, um, you know, other things in the rehearsal rooms, in the homes of the original cast members, backstage, and all of that kind of stuff. So I I, I said this at the time, like, I kind of imagine this is going to be mostly the performance. This is kind of their way of getting around filming a, you know, whatever, but we'll see what happens. Um, Grace, something you and I have talked about a lot recently here is being front row foxes. Well, the James McAvoy led production of Cyrano that is currently playing at uh, Brooklyn's Academy of Music has announced something in addition to front row foxes. They have announced $10 on stage seats available exclusively through Today Ticks. Um, they're made uh, available the day of every performance. The show is uh, currently, it begins performances last night, Tuesday, April 5th, and is scheduled to run through May 22nd. The last time I sat on stage for a show was, do you know what it is? Spring Awakening? No. The Wrong Man. Oh, because the tour did that. <gasps> Singing this song, Man, the Wrong Man. Can I tell you the last time I did? When? Heisenberg. <laughs> Mary Louise Parker yeah. and she 
DC is Heisenberg. Can you believe that? That's a very Thank you, Today Ticks. Hey, and I want to shout this out. Thank you to Today Ticks. Got yeah, those and, tickets to Today Ticks. And Today Ticks is the exclusive onstage provider, our uh, provider of the onstage tickets for uh, Cyrano as well. So synergy. All right. Last but not least in this section, the 2022 Lucille Lortel Awards will be announced. Uh, the nominations will be announced live tomorrow, April 7th. On Playbill.com, the uh, the nominations will be announced by POTUS stars Lily Cooper and Leah Delaria at 12 noon Eastern time. Of course, the Lucille Lortel Awards honor the best in off-Broadway theater. All right, real quick, you mentioned earlier that you had a recommendation. So I have two things that I want to talk about real quick, and then I'll just send it over to you for your recommendation. First up, I will just mention that Variety had a really lovely article about Ricky Renee Daniels' um, and her journey to becoming the first black actor to lead company in any production on Broadway. So check that out. And then uh, for the second day in a row, I'm going to talk about an album that has nothing to do with you, Grace. So I apologize about that. Yesterday I said we don't talk about album releases unless you're involved. Well, Bruno, but whatever. Sorry, I'm doing it anyway. But um, Masterworks Broadway has released the first ever vinyl of the original Broadway cast of Ragtime. It is a limited edition, three vinyl, red, white, and blue uh, commemorative collectors, a limited edition set. Soundtrack. It says it says original (laughs) Broadway cast album on the front of the vinyl, but on the spine of the case, it does say soundtrack, which is very disheartening. Um, But your boy already bought it, so it'll be here. It'll it'll be here on Thursday. On order for a year. Yeah, your boy bought it. It'll be here on Thursday. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, so Grace, on Monday night, you got to go to the New York premiere of one of the movies that I am so incredibly excited to see this coming week. Um, and you got to go because it, in, it involved uh, a very fun Broadway person. So tell us about your Monday night. Yeah. So um, if any of you had a, a heart, soul and brain and, you know, a, a theater mind, you were at one of three things. You were at Robbie Rizal's Return to Birdland, you were at MCC's Miscast, or you are at Take Me Out, or you were like me and many other API theater people supporting Stephanie Sue at Everything Everywhere All at Once. <laughs> so um, this was a really special invite, and I just want to say thank you again to A24 for including me in that. That was so incredibly kind. This was so cool. Also, shout out to like Katie Jo Hanchen, who we've talked about on the show before for her green room show. She's hilarious. She ended up being there. We sat together. I sat with my friend Sumi. And um, this film, I didn't know what to expect. I oh knew the God. cast. I knew Stephanie. I knew Michelle Yeoh. Um, I knew uh, Key from uh, the original Indiana Jones and the Goonies, like big fan of his as a child because round, my, yeah. mom, my mom would always dress as short round and my <laughs> bonus dad would always dress as as uh, Indiana Jones, which I never like, I tried to not ever make that weird, but just like happened it's to be like, weird. that was a cute costume that they did because she looked like short round and a hat. Um, and so weird. it was, but it was also like, I guess cute. Anywho, um, I I did not know what to expect. We sat down and she was kind of, Stephanie was starting to describe the movie without describing it, which was hilarious because she would use words like, um, condiment squirt. And we were like, don't know what you're saying, but it sounds exciting. And please just press play because we have questions and we want them answered. And I proceeded and me and my, all of my fellow, um, <laughs> people were just, um, proceeded to laugh, cry, um, yell in exhaustion, um, clap for moments of kickassery. 
I haven't been moved by that by a live action film like that in a minute. Uh, the last time you know I, I watched a movie that made me feel this way was like Turning Red, and they have very similar which elements. Was like two weeks ago. Which was two weeks ago, um, and which I watched back to back to back, and the documentary following it. Please watch it on Disney Plus. Um, this one did not have a documentary following it, and all of us literally said, as soon as I want to say the curtain drop, as soon as the screen went black, we all looked at each other and said, "Let's do it again." Like it was yeah. one of those like Rocky Horror moments where you're like, "I want to do this all over again and experience it for the first time." I was I was crying, and there are just so many elements of like storytelling between the Daniels um, that they yeah, they so, were in direct film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me explain. Let me jump in here because um, we haven't really said what this movie is about. It is directed and written by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Collectively, they are known professionally as the Daniels. This is yeah. a science fiction action black comedy. So you're talking about how moved you were, but this is like a multiversal story that has like Kung Fu elements, um, but also has a ton of like intergenerational family drama and, and yeah, personal and drama. Is, yeah. It's, a, I, it's literally everything everywhere all at once. It is. And it, it covers so many different motifs that I didn't thought could be um, consolidated into one like a sci-fi, crazy, fun, silly. Again, don't look anything up about it. Don't read about it. Like I, I want what Matt and I just say <laughs> to be that's it. You don't need any other parameters because it's super fun to go in blind and um, take take someone that you love or like take a friend. Like it's just it was such a joy to be in a theater and to safely watch something that was just so powerful and exciting. And Michelle Yeoh is going to get an Oscar. I hope this gets a million awards. It might be in my top 10 movies of all time, to be frank oh, wow. with you. I have to see it again. I'm actually like trying to see it again, but it's not coming yeah. out worldwide until like April 15th. So go ahead and book your tickets now because I want you to experience this in a theater. Um, I don't say that often because I like the accessibility of being at home, but um, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. It was just, I, I really needed it. I missed my mom. Um, and it was between turning red and this, um, I'm not well today. And all I want to say is this, because I want you to tweet me if, if you know, this happens for you. When you go see the movie, just know that today when I got on the plane, when I was on my way to see my mom, there were a pair of googly eyes on the back of a seat in front of me. And I went, oh my gosh, this is such a full circle moment. This is crazy. And I texted the girls that I was with. Um, so just saying, you'll get it when you get it. And I can't wait for you to see this movie. Yeah, it, it, it actually, is, it's opening wide this Friday, April 8th. So check your local listings. In addition to the legendary Michelle Yeoh and uh, Ki-Hu Kwan, who you mentioned, and Stephanie Su. Um, also in the cast are Jamie Lee Curtis, Jenny Slate, yeah. um, James Hong, and we talked about Glee earlier, Glee. Harry Shum Jr. So lots of folks that you probably know. Um, uh, this is I've, I've listened to like four podcast episodes about this movie already. So I'm very excited for it to open here in Orlando this week. Good. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Grace. Where can people find you? You can find me at everywhere all at once at It's Grace Aki. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, hold on. Give me one second here, Grace. We have breaking news. Uh, it's not good breaking news, unfortunately. Um, oh. As Michael Paulson has just tweeted that the star and author of the new hit off-Broadway musical Suffs, Shayna Taub, has tested positive for the coronavirus, as have other members of the company. She will be out for 10 days from the show. Um, but the show will continue and it will officially open with her standby on in her place. <gasps> so um, obviously, 
Um, we wish Shayna and all the other company members who tested positive the best. Certainly not the way that you want to open an off-Broadway show that is getting as much buzz as Suffs. But um, like we said at the top of the show, this is this is happening and this is real and we need to be cognizant of this and take care yeah. of ourselves and others. Yeah. This is, if anything, guys, please continue <laughs> heed what we said earlier and continue to take care of your neighbors. Um, I'm so sorry to them, but this is just all the more reason that we've got to keep uh, banding together and, and taking care of each other and, and wearing masks inside. Yeah, because uh, COVID is everything everywhere all at once. So uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to live with it. But anyway, stay safe, wear a mask, uh, have a great Wednesday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>